Welcome to episode one of Forever Babe, the podcast about love and commitment culture. I'm Molly Kiernan. <laughs> and I'm Meg Joe, and I'm so excited. We're so excited. Thank you for being here with us. We are two comedians who are in love with love. Yeah, and each other. We're best friends. And this seems like a good time to say part of the reason I wanted to start this podcast with you is I was inspired by a conversation we had early on in our friendship where we committed to each other long term verbally (laughs) to put effort into our friendship as we would a romantic relationship which is very special and cool yes and another reason I wanted to start this podcast with you is because Meg is the reason why I am obsessed with uh, certain elements of love namely reality dating shows (laughs) she introduced me to love island uk a while ago there's nothing better and i have fallen off a clip into the (laughs) abyss and all i do is watch reality dating tv now yeah i gave you the the uh the what is it the starter drug the gateway the gateway gateway drug drug, and you have surpassed me in your addiction yeah but we obviously also both talk about our experiences with relationships and love all the time and we decided to turn that into a podcast because we wanted to know more and we figured some of you might too so we're doing the research yeah here we are i think it i i learned a lot on this oh episode my gosh. So, so it was overwhelming the amount of information we learned <laughs> true um so yeah uh do we have any it's our first episode but any housekeeping well why don't you tell everyone meg what this week's love friday causes and what oh, love right. friday is oh yeah okay <laughs> so because we're going to be talking about love so much we figured we should put our money and our time and our efforts where our mouths are and every friday on our social handles we're just going to suggest um a way to spread love yes uh, something each week it'll be something that we care about and are participating in some way with ourselves Yes. Um, so this week uh, on Friday, we posted that you can donate or sign petitions at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Meg! <laughs> I wanted to call it Love LA <laughs> right then. Oh, because uh, of Love Friday. Yeah, Water Drop uh, Los Angeles. Yes, uh, Water Drop LA is the cause. Mm-hmm. Um, they're provide. It's so hot right now. They're providing water to um, our unhoused neighbors who are not getting the adequate um, supplies and treatment from our, our, our local government that they should be. So this organization has stepped in. Their Venmo is Water Drop LA. So it's super easy to just shoot them some money that way. Um, if if you can't you know be giving out water yourself yeah and if you don't have a dime to spare right now because I know a lot of us do not during this time there you have two petitions on their website that you can sign to help instigate long-term change so that there are more water fountains in LA for unhoused people and some other great things Um, yeah baby they're doing the work and they're amazing yeah so go help them out for us please yes um so so the podcast is kind of going to work um in this way we're going to do this kind of housekeeping stuff up top and also every episode we're going to tell you what's going on in the news when it comes to love and then we're going to get into our topic yeah so this week on the news do you want to start molly Yes. Okay, so love in the news. I'm so excited about this first story that uh, I found. Um, it's it's about um, two, two um, a, a couple that met in church. Gary Mooney, who's 82, and Carmela Patterson Mooney, who's 79. They met at their, they've both lost, they had both lost their previous spouses, and they met in church, he spotted her during Lent services at St. Pius the Tenth Church in Maroon Hall, Pennsylvania. By the way, this is from an article uh, in the Philadelphia Inquirer by Kelly Patrick Gates. So he's sitting in services during Lent. <laughs> it's time for the sign of peace. And, and she sure. turns around. Yeah, it's when you say peace to each other. She turns around and she mouths peace be with you to him and this happens every sunday during lent but he's instantly smitten at that first peace be with you i love this story because i grew up catholic and 
during the sign of peace, that was a moment where maybe I'd turn and shake the hand of a cute boy in the pew behind me as a kid. Um, so I, I, you know, I would have loved for a love story to develop like this. <laughs> Didn't for me, but it did for them. He waited all of Lent to say something until his daughter encouraged him. Then he asked her out to lunch. Oh. Second date, their first kiss was on top of a Ferris wheel. Are you kidding? He asked her to marry him in a doctor's waiting room. One of the nurses asked, said they were cute. <laughs> Asked how long they'd been married. They laughed. And then he was like, but let's really do it. I love that. They got married in February of this year. And now they're quarantining together, spending time sipping coffee on their back porch. Can you think of a better love story, folks? (laughs) I love that this was something that you found in the news. (laughs) Yeah, I found this in the news. I don't know what's wrong about that. (laughs) Uh, It included that they sip coffee on their back porch. Yeah, I swear the article did did include that. I didn't make that up. (laughs) I will say I do I have been to church quite a bit in my life not Catholic church Mm -hmm. like you Catholic church yes mass yeah but I've never met somebody at church certainly yeah but that happened I feel like that happens a lot yeah oh I guess I dated someone from church camp okay that counts we love that (laughs) thank you that's a very cute story yes and now for a not so cute story because we have to balance it out make you most of them yeah make you happy then sad um this is from an article in a st louis post dispatch by robert patrick three people in st louis were arrested for scamming older women out of over five hundred thousand dollars as they pretended to be military men looking for love so pathetic one 71-year-old woman sent $15,000 to two different P.O. boxes in St. Louis because she thought she was helping a general fly home from Syria in a bomb-proof plane. Wait. <laughs> I think that, I mean... What is a bomb-proof plane? A plane that can't get hit by bombs. Okay, so... Oh, can't get hit by them? So... I don't know. It just okay. said that. It just said bomb-proof plane. If a bomb goes off inside of a bomb-proof plane what happens i don't mean Nothing. to make fun of this this is really bad but yeah. also no listen this poor woman like me doesn't necessarily know that a bomb proof <laughs> plane is a red flag these online sure. scams are also called by the i found this on an official warning from the fbi confidence fraud uh it's because like the scammers gain the confidence of these you know vulnerable people um and, and it's just come on it's pathetic yeah, and disgusting sucks. don't uh, use love to get money from people yeah this happened to someone i know an, an older woman no got scammed um, not this one this scam this but. scam no not this particular scam but she was on online dating sites and 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 you know someone convinced her to send him money and no. it was so sad and it's just preying on people are looking for love that's what they want oh, of course you're vulnerable you're vulnerable when you're looking for love don't take advantage of that you oh, assholes that. yeah no yeah. no room for that all right so meg let's get into your uh, love in the news okay i have two stories as well um the first one it's good, sad. It's both. Um, okay. So it's about a love caravan that happened on Sunday. A big caravan of people drove together from Emmanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina, where, and that's the church where nine uh, black worshipers were gunned down in yes. June 2015. Yes. Uh, during Bible study. And then, so they went from there and headed to Orangeburg, where three civil rights protesters were shot to death in 1968 during the Orangeburg massacre. And then they drove to the state house in Columbia. Uh, the whole I looked it up. The whole drive takes about two hours, and obviously all of those details are very sad. But the reason that they did it was to call attention to the fact that South Carolina is a state, one of three states still that does not have hate crime law. And what are the other two? Arkansas and Wyoming don't. Okay. And states that don't have these laws aren't able to contribute to the statistics kept for how frequently they're committed, and Oh, because they don't have the law. Because the law doesn't exist, so there's no data there. Also, hate crime law can hopefully be a deterrent for a racist, homophobic, religion-related crime that might occur, you know? Yeah, it's like something we want. Right, and if, if, if hate crime happens and it's deemed a hate crime, then the punishment is bigger because when you commit a hate crime, you're not just committing a crime against one person. It's like a whole group of right. people. Right. It's a threat. So that was a really beautiful thing that I saw in the news. It was called a love car- caravan. I love that. Um, and you know what? Amazing. Good for them. I, yes. It said that a bunch of them drove their like fancy cars in it. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, flex. <laughs> flex while Why like, not? making good things happen. Um, a little crazier thing. 
is uh, a little wild piece of love news. There's a cult you may have heard of called Love Has Won. Have you heard of this? Uh, no, I have not. It's sort of a weird, a weird name considering people not a fan of this cult. Um, they're located in Colorado, but they okay. just moved to a location on Kauai this week. Oh, during COVID. We love that. Yes, we love a relocation of a bunch of people during COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this cult is living in a rented, uh, like, luxury estate. Re- okay, like resort, resort kind of deal? Yes. Okay, okay. And a lot of people on the island of Kauai have been protesting by, like, burning bonfires on the beach in front of the estate. Okay. And other things. I've heard that maybe they vandalized the building. I don't know. But I looked up this cult because I hadn't heard of it either. And I know that a lot of people are mad at them. <laughs> but As I wanna... they should be. It's a cult. <laughs> I just, I wanted to know what the cult was, you know? Yeah. Like, of course. But I just found, so it's a cult led by a woman who refers to herself and has other people refer to her as Mother God. Okay, get me out of here. <laughs> and and Mom. Mom and Mother God. No way. And so if you go to their website and you look up information about Mom, I just want to read you... I just want to read you what it says. Okay, so is, okay. is this written by her? This is... Uh, I, I assume. Presumably? Okay. Yeah, written get by her it. or somebody that knows her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's do a dramatic reading. Hello, loves. <laughs> I am Mother God. God is all caps. For quite some time, you have been praying. Oh, no. Wait, is this woman going to come get me? Okay. For some, for quite some time, you had been praying that I come back to help you. Because of that, I decided I had enough <laughs> of the dark forces kidnapping my planet and my children. So here I am in the flesh. I was born on November 30th, 1975 in Kansas, USA. This is my 534th reincarnation in my quest to recover my beloved planet, the center of the universe, and the first planet I created. They tried to assassinate me 589 times this lifetime, but love has won. Do you think that every time someone tries to assassinate her, she goes on her website and updates that number? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, do you think she's been try- someone's tried to assassinate her 589 times? Uh, that's a lot. That is... Okay, wait, when was she born? <laughs> 75. I mean, e- that's so many times a year. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, so she's crazy. Yes. Okay, but keep going because you okay. sound kind of sexy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I am Mother God. Sexy cult sexy. leader. Okay. That's probably part of the appeal. I'm going to uh, skip a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so she closes with, you are either with me or against me. The experiment of free will has been declared a failure. Oh, my God. I've already read this, and it's still shocking me. Yeah. (laughs) It is void. Everything exists under divine will once more. This is my favorite part. She signs it. All caps. Thank God. LOL. (laughs) And she says LOL. You're not adding LOL. She says LOL. I would never add LOL. You know what? I have to tell you, Meg, that, you know, you were reading this and the whole time I was like, this person's crazy. But then when she said LOL at the end, I was kind of like, okay, maybe I I get her. (laughs) I feel like, okay, I will go out on a limb and say that you are a lowercase LOL girl, though. And this is a full on uppercase capitalized LOL. Okay. Thank you for making that distinction. And remember that she said thank God and she meant herself. Yeah, okay. So, so, a little different. Yeah, but I'm relating a little bit. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Guys, that's our love in the news. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. But now it's time to get into the topic of today's podcast, which is, say it with me, Meg. Oh. Love, love at, at first, first sight. sight. <laughs> Talking yes. at the same time, what everybody loves on a podcast. Everybody loves that. <laughs> love at first sight. Tell me, you know, what do you think about it? First first things that come to mind when you think about love at first sight and yourself meg okay sure i feel like we've talked about this a lot what comes to mind is stage crushes yes molly and i are both um performers oh yeah we didn't really give ourselves a good introduction at the top well now you'll get it it's gonna come out we're both comedians (laughs) yeah uh we're comedians based in la we both perform a lot of improv and something that happens, I'll just speak for the whole improv community right yes, now. Yes, please do. And say that something that happens <laughs> is when you see somebody perform on stage and they are killing it, it's so easy to have an immediate crush on that person Absolutely. without knowing them. Absolutely. So I would say I would think of that. I think of that first. Um, mm-hmm. I, I dated someone. Okay, I will also speak for the whole community and say <laughs> that using the term stage crush often means 
really good performer piece of shit really terrible person <laughs> absolutely 100 percent on board with that because it's only a stage crush at a certain point and that's why you're referring to it that way because you are like blinded by their talent and so you right. engage and then later probably maybe like five months later if maybe you dated someone like this and yeah this maybe like speaking from personal experience uh you find out that they're the worst yes absolutely that, that totally exists Yes. Uh, I also think of my high school boyfriend, probably because that was my first love. We dated for like between three and four years. Okay. And, and did you feel like it was love at first sight? You know, I will not lie and say I remember the first moment we met, mm-hmm. but he was very attractive, very artsy, which I was. I wore moo's and had really long hair in high school and like ripped jeans and band shirts. <laughs> So with the moomoo? He was all together? No, no, not together. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh probably though. Uh and he was one of those like boys in high school that looks like a man. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I, I imagine You're like he's an adult. It didn't take long for me to be all about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I will say my current relationship, I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend for almost three years. Mm-hmm. It was not love at first sight. Uh, I was in another relationship when we first met. And, and so but I, when you first met, did you feel a spark or no? No, I didn't. Okay. All right. I just, I mean, I wasn't looking for one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what comes to mind. Yeah. What okay. about you? Yeah. Okay. For me, I definitely like vibes at first sight is what I prefer to say, I think sure. right now. I don't think I've experienced love at first sight, but I've never dated someone seriously and not at least had like immediate vibes with them. Not at least immediately like kind of felt a spark or like dug them a little bit I also am like a weirdo and I like sometimes do believe in fate in the universe putting things into our lives and I do have these like weird crush like I do have like a few weird unrequited crushes that on people that I don't really know Mm -hmm. um but and it's probably because I don't really know them that I'm like still in love with them Yes, it makes it easier. Yeah, we love that. They don't disqualify themselves. I actually never want to become (laughs) close to these people. But one thing I do think of a lot is like, this is so silly. But when I was in high school, I worked at the summer camp. And I was like, had a huge crush on this other guy that worked there. He like worked in the gym department, whatever, you know, he was a coach or whatever. Hot. Yeah. He wasn't even like that hot. I was just like, (laughs) I don't know, in love with him. And I never talked to him because I was really shy. But I think I like friended him on Facebook or something. And that was my way of being like, I'm in love with you. It didn't work. <laughs> and then, but he was someone like that just like popped into my brain at random times for random reasons. I don't know why for the next year or so. Okay. And I would like check in on him on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then, this, so this was 10 something years ago or whatever. And then a few years ago I was living in New York and I was getting on a train in Queens and I was sitting on the train and this guy comes on the subway and he's like carrying all this hockey stuff and the first thing I thought of was that guy from camp because he was like his big thing was hockey and that's like the one thing I knew about him because I didn't know him and then I like looked at the guy's face and it was absolutely him 100% (laughs) him and I was like the universe did this because we're in love it's meant to be and then I never I didn't say anything to him because I was like too scared I know so then I just got off the train and was like well (laughs) blew it no yeah so if he's out there if you're gonna believe in the universe listen to the universe that's the thing I think I believe in the universe until the universe comes to me and then I'm like no never mind I get that. Yeah. I get that. You don't know. He could be, he could have been in a relationship or something anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think he's engaged. I think I checked on Facebook. Okay, you did. (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, All right. So, yeah, those are our impressions of it, our experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I don't know. At first I was like, before we did all this research, I was like, I don't know if I believe in it. It seems pretty crazy. Okay. But here well, we go. Let's we let's go. see let's tell you what we found. Love at first sight, babe. All right. We're all familiar. We're all familiar with the term. Exactly. Uh, it's in the media, it's in movies. I mean, the list goes on forever. Five hundred days of summer. The notebook. Titanic, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. <laughs> Eternal Sunshine, the Spotless <laughs> Mind. That moment in Big Fish where time stops and he moves the popcorn in the air. West Side Story. Uh yes. Wedding Crashers. Basically, just a lot of people seeing Rachel McAdams and Kate Winslet and falling in love instantly. Yeah. 
on TV when Michael meets Holly on The Office. Perfect. Definitely love at first sight. Absolutely perfect. perfect. TV scene. Uh, Marissa and Ryan on The O.C. Charlotte and Trey in Sex in the City. Love at first sight. Doesn't have to last. No, babe. Uh, Kurt and Blaine on Glee. Niles and Daphne. Classic Ted and Robin yeah. on How I Met Your Mother. Those last two, pretty creepy. Yeah, examples of men being super creepy until the women are finally like, fine. Is that love at first sight? I hope not. I but think I think for the man, in the, well, those men. Yeah, for those was, men. Yeah. Or was supposed to seem like it. Yeah, and there are, are there are multiple celebrities, many celebrities, Meg, that have <laughs> many me. celebrities Tell me. <laughs> that have uh, that claim that it was love at first sight in their relationship. So I'm going to talk about some of my favorites. Kelly Ripa, love her, <laughs> said she I knew. I did not know this about you. I love Kelly Ripa. <laughs> she said she knew it was love at first sight with her husband Mark Consuelos after seeing a photograph of him. Like no. saw her her entire future with him flash before her eyes. Which wonder, I'm like, that's I wonder, crazy. I want to know what photo it was. But yeah, okay. Kelly sent us that photo. <laughs> Megan Trainer, uh, the singer, and Daryl Sabara from Spy Kids. They are recently married. They look a lot alike, if I remember correctly. They do. Yes. Yeah. 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 They do. Um, which is a whole other thing we'll probably get into in another oh, yes, episode. Yes. Here's what Daryl said about Megan. It all happened. It was love at first sight for me. It all happened when you first walked in the room on that double date and it was the ease just came over me like there she is. Mm-hmm. He also said, I never knew that I would get married. And then when I saw you, it just flashed before my eyes. Again, marriage flashing before his eyes. Aww, and that's I kind was- of interesting for him to be like, I never thought I'd be married. And then I saw you and I was like, I want to get married. That's okay. wild. Okay. That is wild, but, and I didn't think I would, I just thought of this. If I was single mm-hmm. and saw a beautiful, famous, rich, talented woman walk into the room. Yeah, you'd be like, I want to marry I think I'd want to marry Yeah, but he has probably come across famous people. I think they were set up by Chloe Gr- Grace Moretz, who's like Aww, really famous. That's nice. Yeah. They all so. Are. It feels like it's not the first time you've seen, like, a beautiful, famous woman. But let me get into this next one. Taraji P. Henson and her fiancé, Kelvin Hayden, Mm -hmm. she knew he was the one for her when she met him. She still made him, like, beg, which I love, for, like, (laughs) four months. Like, he had to fight for her. But she met him because her makeup artist set up a party just with the intention of Taraji meeting guys, (gasps) bachelors. Which, what a pal. I know. I love that. And when she saw his picture beforehand, again with the picture, it was the eyes that did it for her. And she always says she heard angels when they shook hands at the party. What? And here's maybe my favorite one, Meg. When okay. Michael Douglas met Catherine Zeta-Jones, he said, I'm going to be the father of your children. No. Kill me. Walk away. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I would walk right away. They're happily married. That but like, so creepy. Maybe we're just shunning ourselves off to opportunities no. with these creepy men. <laughs> no. Not a good pickup line. I want to impregnate you. But it worked. Yeah. So, you know, what can you say? Again, a rich man, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So I, I want to get into the numbers when it comes to love at first sight okay. with you. Because I kind of thought like I was under the assumption that most people were cynical about love at first sight. But yeah. a, a 2012 poll by 60 Minutes in Vanity Fair showed that 56% of people in the United States do believe in love at first sight, which oh. is a lot. Another study I read reported that in Western countries, every third person has said they've experienced love at first sight. That's a lot. That's yeah. just one more podcast host. Yeah, we know? just need another person to- in the room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. So then, but those numbers kind of do decrease with age. So, so a Gallup poll found that people over 50 are less likely to believe in love at first sight than people younger than 50. Oh, they're jaded. Yeah. 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 Less, it's all, even if they are madly in love still, it's less um, romantic. They're now. like, oh, it had to build. It's practical. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then another interesting element of this for me is men versus women. So I think because of like rom-coms and just, you know, blah, 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 society generally, I would have assumed sure. that like women are more likely to like fall in love at first sight just because of the narrative that like women are constantly stumbling into love, <laughs> you know, sure. falling in front would, of a taxi would, cab. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, on Sex in the City. Yeah. Um, but actually it's, it's men that are more likely to fall in love at first sight and that's probably because um, men respond to physical cues more than women do which also does make sense oh yeah all that testosterone yeah clouding up their mind right boobs and stuff hearing angels yeah everyone loves boobs yeah well (laughs) anyways (laughs) (laughs) okay okay after that astute boob um 
comment i'm gonna get into the science of yeah love. so so meg has proven herself as the person who should be talking about the science yes mm-hmm. uh okay so right we visually associate love with the heart right mm-hmm. valentine's day everything like that but we all know that what's actually working behind the scenes is the brain at this point yes and i will say like there's so much we don't know about the brain still and by we i mean people that are smarter than me that are doctors yeah i mean there's a million things i don't know about the brain <laughs> right. but also a million things doctors don't know about brain okay that makes scientists. me feel better yeah okay so actually it doesn't <laughs> they should know everything we're perfect geniuses and that's why this podcast is ours thank you <laughs> okay um okay i'm sure we'll do an episode in the future that goes really in depth on mm. the science of love but i think in order to prove or disprove love at first sight can happen um we should probably know more about what's happening when you're in love right right so i'll start off by saying that i learned that when certain parts of your brain are at work they're getting more oxygen to them than parts of your brain that you you don't need as much in that moment Mm -hmm. which makes sense right that's just how functioning as a human works yeah you need oxygen oxygen to do what you need to do right absolutely okay so studies have found that when you look at a person that you're in love with There are parts of your brain that light up or get more oxygen and parts that deactivate and get less oxygen. The parts that light up when looking at your loved one are the ones that play a role in your emotions, your body stability, your decision-making, impulse control, motivation, and reward anticipation. So So, basically why we fall apart when we're in love? Yeah, like you're a clumsy idiot who thinks they're about to have sex. Yeah. Okay, okay. (laughs) And and when those parts light up, those are also the parts that spew happy emotions or... um, happy hormones yes all okay. over your brain like dopamine and oxytocin which it makes sense that when we talk about opioids they sound like those things because the names of them yeah it's yeah just totally. like things that make you feel good right yeah okay. yeah lo- love is an addiction yes it is yes all right so the parts of the brain that don't light up when you look at a loved one are the ones that help you hold focus interpret speech and listen to the rest of your body so again why we fall apart when we're in love <laughs> yes because we cannot function Right. And I want to take a really quick tangent real quick, if you'll uh, let me, Molly. Allowed. Okay. The term, your brain lights up, was really bugging me Mm -hmm. when I was doing this research. Sure. What does that even mean? It sounds like something a second grader would say. (laughs) My brain's lighting up. So basically, I just want to let you know, it comes from the way that we use fMRI machines. FMRI means functional magnetic resonance imaging. People just usually call it an MRI. I've gotten one after a concussion and to like yes. a broken nose. Yes. Uh, but basically it uses magnetic waves to create an image of your brain and the magnetic waves that it sends out can detect the amount of oxygen being used in various areas and that area shows up in a color-coded way. Um, on the screen for the researchers and doctors. So basically that that color showing up is why we say it lights up. Got it, got it. It's pretty okay. simple, but it's a thing that I'm like, everyone's oh. just throwing this term around, but what does it yeah, mean? Yeah, what and the that's, heck? That's what it means. <laughs> okay. So, okay, that's what love is for your brain. You're lighting up all over the place when you're in love. Yeah, when yes. you're looking at your loved one. Great. So the next question we have to ask is, can that happen in a matter of seconds? Just looking at a stranger. Can it? (laughs) Would you find? Um, So I'm just going to tell you the answer right now. Yes. Uh, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It can. And how do we know that? More brain studies. Um, More brain studies, babe. But before I give you a brief overview of how those work, I'll say um, it helped me understand these studies to hear an explanation of love at first sight from Helen Fisher. We love Helen Fisher, guys. We, we do love Look Helen Fisher. Look her up. I feel like she's going to be our Goon. mom that we talk about on this podcast yeah. that we've never met and hopefully is proud of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's she's the best. Yeah, she's an anthropologist. She's a love genius. She has a bunch of books. She's great. I found her via a podcast called On Being with Krista Tippett. It's a mm-hmm. great podcast during my divorce and her episodes were really helpful for me. And I found her via Meg. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good friend. Okay, Helen says, Romantic love is a primitive and basic pathway through the brain. It's located next to thirst and hunger, and those keep you alive, and love keeps you alive long term. Like reproducing, right? Yes. 
uh, romantic love can be triggered instantly. Ah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. As you grow up, you build an unconscious love map or list. And then when the timing is right, you, you see someone across the room, right? You're at the bar. Bing, bang, boom. After a show. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, you're at your improv You're holding your theater. beer, wearing your flannel shirt. And you look, and they fit within your love map. Age, size, background, all that stuff. It can trigger your brain circuitry, the lighting up, and you can fall in love immediately. Yes. And this makes sense to me because... That your brain is triggered to react the way it does to love because you've looked across the bar at someone that fits into the image of what you've been pining for already and decided that you love before you even knew they existed and could fit into that puzzle piece. Yeah. Makes love at first sight make more sense to me. Yeah. So it's like, cool, you've been, you're checking off all of these boxes that I've been subconsciously developing for myself since I was a kid. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And then. Just because I've been a little vague, I finally just want to give you a very brief explanation of some of the ways that researchers have figured out what our brains do when they're in love Mm -hmm. and how they know our brains can do the same thing in a matter of moments of seeing someone for the very first time. Okay. So one study had a bunch of people look at photos of the person they already were wildly in love with while being monitored by that fMRI machine. Yeah. And saw what the brain did. Which is really funny to me because I'm just picturing like one guy being like, yeah, I'm wildly in love with her. And yeah, then they all get in the fMRI machine and they're like, is it broken? It's dark in here. Uh, <laughs> in his brain. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's dark yeah. in here in your brain. That's what the doctor is saying. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that, that sounds like the technical term Yeah, uh, that that second grader would say. Um, okay, uh, another study on was on first impressions and they had one group of people look at photos of strangers and rate them on things like they used like 10 different things like yeah. trustworthiness but one was attraction and these groups of people were split up and some of them only got one tenth of a second to see the image of the stranger wow some of them yeah some of them got half a second and some got a full second and then they had a whole nother group do the exact same thing with the same photos and they got as much time as they needed okay and the results for f- both groups were the same. Oh, so it doesn't matter how yeah, much time Yeah, it doesn't matter have, if you, you have know. a while or a tenth of a second. It's You're basically getting the same results. Yeah. Which, okay. Which to me, when I think about it, is like, well, what does that mean? Like, if, if you take trustworthiness, for example. Yeah. Instead of attractiveness. Sure, all the same things could come. Like, the people could say the same things, but then we don't know if that person they looked at is actually trustworthy or not. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You have to make a split decision. And I guess that's a matter of, like, when it comes to attractiveness, what makes us attracted to people, which we can get into in in another episode. Yeah. But... That was one way that they, Hint, they measured sometimes this. it's people that look like you. <laughs> <laughs> it, of course, is. Okay, and then one more study was, and this one's talked about a lot, uh, back in 2010, Stephanie Ortigue and a bunch of other researchers, they compiled a ton of research from other studies and then combined it with their own study okay. where they discovered that people had the same brain light-ups and spewing of hormones happen within 0.2 seconds of visual contact with, a, like, a new person. Okay. So... So it can happen really quickly is what you're saying. Yeah. And this also brings me to some some research I was doing, uh, reading more Helen Fisher material. Great. Shout out <laughs> to our girl. Um, when meeting someone, people apparently decide within three minutes if that person is a potential mate for them. But that can be broken down. So, like, it is within seconds that you're at a bar and you, are ta- you decide if the person you're talking to is attractive or not, physically attractive or not. And then the next thing... Um, we look at when sizing up a potential mate is voice and words. So, for instance, women like tend to see men with deep voices as more physically attractive than they actually are. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I okay. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> I mean, it's, happen- your it's happened before. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and then we also look for mates who like tend to use the same like vocabulary we do because it suggests same level of education, that kind of stuff. And still all of this is within seconds. So three minutes is getting into the big stuff, which apparently you can do within three minutes. Politics. Yeah, Yeah, you can find out if they love Trump. Exactly. Yeah, you're going to find that out like pretty quick. And and at first that all seemed crazy to me. I was like, that's not enough time. But 
I but again like as I said before like I've never seriously dated anyone and I didn't feel a spark with like kind of off the bat and at least had like a little like sizing up of them right away Mm -hmm. so makes sense maybe you're right Helen (laughs) (laughs) always (laughs) so so what we've kind of been saying so far is that like yeah yes love at first sight can happen um which I love I think that's very (laughs) cool but we're kind of basing it um you know off of this like one concept of what love is so we do have to uh, kind of go into that more I think so according to Helen shout out to our girl shout out every time please (laughs) the the overall concept of love consists of three things lust which is like sex drive romantic love which is what we've been talking about with your brain lighting up which is like attraction infatuation everything about them is special Mm -hmm. and then the third um element is attachment which is more companionship like sticking with the person to at least raise one child into infancy is the like scientific (laughs) way to think about it sure so um it's romantic love that attraction that can happen at first sight but attachment your brain uh, lust romantic love and attachment are all different brain systems and so um, attachment can't happen at first sight. You can't, which makes sense. You can't know that at first sight. Yeah. You can guess for yeah, sure. Yeah, you can assume that that person will raise a child with you. Yeah. But not, no, for sure. I don't, right. I don't think. Yes. But I, I, what a lot of people talk about when they say, when people are like, when cynics are like, love at first sight isn't real, is they're like, no, it's only lust at first sight. Okay. But that's not actually true because lust is a different brain system. Oh. So Helen's Helen knows what she's talking about when she yeah. says romantic love is what's lighting up. But there's still a lot of cynics, and that's still for good reason, Meg. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like it's got to be – they're related. You can't, exactly. like, deny that. And you, you have to get into your – con into, like, how you define love yourself. Mm. So first I want to talk about this concept of modified or construed memory, which basically says that people gauge actions based on outcome. So if the outcome, if you have a great relationship, it's easy for you to look back and be like, yeah, it was love at first sight because that's the person I'm now happy with, you know? But maybe it was just lust, right? Because presumably not everyone is hooked up to an MRI machine (laughs) when they're meeting their partner. I wish. That'd be freaking cool. Just laying in them in a bar. Exactly. I mean, hey, it's a new world. You never know. (laughs) Um, We don't know what bars are going to be like after COVID, but... (laughs) That leads a lot of people, it's it's like hindsight bias, a lot of people to say, yes, I've had love at first sight because with my now partner who I'm yeah, married to and I love. Or, exactly. And that's nice. Exactly. And then I also want to talk about something called the halo effect. When okay. one trait about a person, that's this is when one trait about a person defines their whole impression of them. So in this mm-hmm. case, maybe you find someone physically attractive and that makes you more likely to believe they're a great person in other ways. Ooh, or they perform well. That's basically exactly. another name full, for a stage crush. Full circle. Yeah, stage crush. Halo effect, stage crush. Same thing. That's canon. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you can fall in love with someone right away. Like, your brain's going nuts. Everything's lighting up. But you may, you know, you put them on a pedestal. You, you ignore the fact that they're a serial killer. That's an extreme example. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's happened. Yeah, exactly. So love at first sight is not always going to have good results. So it kind of, for me, depends on like how you define love. Like, yes, I'm experiencing romantic love. But when I look back on it, I'm never going to actually call that love because that person was a serial killer. Right. And that's my own definition. And oh, I'm entitled to that. Sure. It can go either way. Like you can look back and be like, yes, of course, this was romantic and perfect. Uh, we lasted. Or you can save face and be like, no, that was lust because they murdered people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And if, you know, if you define love based on this concept of attachment, which Helen, shout out, talks oh, about. No. <laughs> If you define it based on attachment, then, like, you can't have love at first sight because you don't know if you're going to be able to, like, raise a kid with this person, as I said before. So it really, like, does depend on how you define love. But I do like how, like, Helen defines romantic love because all the other things can grow from that. You know what I mean? So if you look at it that way, then, yeah, like, love at first sight is real. I I do want to kind of read a quote from a woman uh, Nilo Dardashti, she's a psychologist and relationship expert. Okay. In Cosmopolitan, she shout said out. this kind of shout out. Yeah, everyone gets a shout out. <laughs> she said this because she was kind of speaking like, love of her sight is not real, is what she was saying. 
she said with love we're talking about things like intimacy tolerating somebody's flaws seeing them as a whole person and still liking them and so on that's a lot of stuff that generally doesn't happen in the first moment you look at someone so again it's like kind of how you define it but there is science behind it yeah okay wait sorry so she said tolerating somebody's flaws intimacy seeing them as a whole person and still liking them and so on so she's defining love as it's past this brain stuff right yeah so i totally get that but i love that there is some science behind love at first sight being real yeah absolutely yeah so what do you think okay after hearing this what do you think was love at first sight real um you know i feel like you're i okay this is my opinion Mm -hmm. i think love at three minutes is real Okay, yeah. The thing that you said yeah. about how it can take three minutes to, right. you know, maybe there is lust at first sight yeah. kind of thing if we're going to be with those cynics. But then I do think a lot can be learned In from three those minutes. three minutes. And if you've checked off the boxes, then that is the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so if you were to, say, like, fall in love with someone in three minutes and then it didn't work out, would you still call that love at first sight? Or love at first three minutes, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I guess it depends on how long it took to fail, which, which which is leaning into the modified memory. Yeah, yeah. If you have, like, terrible memories of it, it's going to be hard for you to – but I think you could – I don't know. You're an honest person, Meg. I think you would still say, like, how you really felt at first sight with that person. Yeah, I would, I would say I was probably obsessed with them. Right. Just like me with the summer camp guy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was love. <laughs> Shout out. It was very quiet love. <laughs> I hope he never listens to this. <laughs> I'll I die. Hope he does. <laughs> um, do you? What, where are you at with it? I think, I think I'm like much more hopeful than I was going into this. Because I think going into this, I was kind of like, no way. But now I'm like, oh, there is science behind this idea that it's more than just wanting to have sex with someone at first glance. Like, you can have more than that. And I, I like that a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, too. I guess I yeah. believe in it in, to, like, a certain extent, kind of what you were saying. But I'm like, oh, it could happen. You know, like, someone could meet someone at a bar and, like, it really could be. Like, when your friend texts you after meeting someone, you hear stories about how, like, someone meets someone and, like, texts their friends and is like, this is going to be my husband. Yeah. That's never happened to me with any of my friends, but <laughs> it happens. And I'm like, well, no, because oh, that's, that's embarrassing. Yeah, it's <laughs> embarrassing. We don't do that. Because you could be wrong the next day. But <laughs> I do I do believe that that happens, whether your yeah. friend texts you or not. I guess right. if that is my answer to the question, I am a strong believer that you can fall in love at any time. And I remind my friends of that when they're feeling yeah. really down about when they are people that desire to be in a relationship and are ready right. for one. Yeah. It could happen at yeah. any point. Yeah. Do you feel like you're so far from it? I know. But the beautiful thing behind Love at First Sight that I do buy into is and have seen happen. Right. Is that person can step into your life unexpectedly at any point. Yeah. Tomorrow. Which you've experienced, I would say. Yeah. A few times. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, that. If you're single and you're, like, really desperate for love, that's, like, the last thing you want to hear is, it can happen whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm a, maybe not a good friend. <laughs> no, you're I'm the trying. best friend. You're the best friend. <laughs> but I'm right, so. No, I know. Like, you absolutely are, but it's, like, you're, like, shut up, Meg. Okay, cool. We get Prove it. it. We get it. Yeah, find me that. Put me in an MRI machine. There know? is something that being in a relationship really takes the weight out of your words when you're trying to comfort a friend yeah, who wants you're to like, be in one. Yeah, because you're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, tried to, I do try to be really aware of that. Yeah, and you are good at that. You are good at that. Um, So we kind, of, we kind of buy into love at first sight, at least a little yeah. bit right now. But I have to tell you, there's some people that don't. And that brings me to um, a letter from one of our oh, listeners. Yes. Okay, so good. something that we want to do here in the podcast is read your real life stories about love and commitment. And, and we encourage you to send them to us at any time. They can be about dating, 
love relationships. They do not have to have Heart, a heartbreak. Heartbreak. They do not have to have a happy ending. But we want you to send them to us at foreverbabepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, Forever Babe Podcast, and submit through there. Exactly. Yes. But for this episode, since this is our first ep, we <laughs> asked one of our lovely friends, Kara, to send us one of her favorite stories. And she um, very kindly did. And it's a great story. Meg has not heard it. I have not heard it, and I'm very excited. Kara, our friend Kara Myers, um, is shout also a, out, yeah, shout out. You can find her through her name on social media and stuff because yeah. she's another comedian in LA, and she's perfect and wonderful. And she sent us this story because she is our friend who has the most dating stories. She's I've the never, best. I've yeah. never met anyone like her. Yeah, but I haven't heard this, so I'm excited. Okay, uh, here we go. I was taking an I oh wait I have a story about love at first sight and how I now think it's complete bullshit. Oh, it's about the topic. Yeah, so she didn't even know our topic and she sent us a love at first sight oh story. Oh my god, that's real. We're not making that up for you guys to like us. So here we <laughs> no, go. Please do. This is from Kara. I was taking an improv class in 2014 <laughs> at the Groundlings when I met him. So for those of you that don't know the inner workings of improv, it doesn't matter. You don't need to, um, and you should be glad you know. Um, so when I met him, Gary, names have been changed to keep it anonymous, but I call him Gary because he looks like Gary Shanice in Forrest Gump. Did I say that right? He looks like someone in Forrest Gump. I don't know. And he looked at me like no one has ever looked at me before. I was convinced that this man was it, my person. I finally met him. We instantly clicked and we began what I thought was going to be a happy, healthy, lifelong relationship. I even called my best friend and told her to get ready because this bitch found the love of her life. That's what we were talking about. Yes. Two months of making eyes in class, sleepovers. No sex was had at these sleepovers because I was trying to be classy at the time. Wait. I'm sorry. Keep going. (laughs) And meeting my friends, I was ready to take it to the next level. So he met friends. So, of course, I find out he has a very serious girlfriend. How did I find out? I creeped on his Instagram and found her in all his tagged photos. I'm not proud of the person I became the next few months, but I was convinced he was only with her because he was too afraid to be with me. He would text me when he was with her and say he would rather be with me. Eventually, we ended up sleeping together. And what do you think happened next? He moved in with his girlfriend and told me we were never more than just friends. I was heartbroken. So heartbroken, I blacked out at a club in Venice, called him and left a voicemail saying I hated him, and then threw my phone in the toilet. That's the last time I ever spoke to Gary. (laughs) But let's fast forward to spring 2019. Oh, a fast Mm -hmm. forward. There's more. We love a fast forward. I'm I'm with a friend at the Vista going to see Jordan Peele's Us. When I turn around, the Vista. Yeah. Okay, I've only lived in L.A. for like two years, so, (laughs) you know, sorry. The Vista. I turn around and who do I see? Gary. Gary's at the movie. No. I screamed. (laughs) I bet she did. Yeah. To make matters worse, Gary was with the girl he was dating when we slept together, but now they are married. And she wore a vacation beach hat into a midnight movie. No. That's not important, but also who wears a vacation hat? (laughs) Who wears a vacation hat to a movie when you're not on vacation and then keeps that hat on during the entire movie? At the end of the movie, Gary and I made eye contact and he ran away from me like a little bitch. (laughs) That is how the story ends. When I thought what I thought was love at first sight was just a sociopath trying to fuck a hot 25 year old with big boobs before he married his girlfriend. Love at first sight isn't real. That's how she concludes it. Oh my god, I love it. I mean, that sucks. And I love the boob callback. Yeah, you love a boob callback. (laughs) Oh, Kara. That's a good story. Yeah, it's sad, but it's like, I totally get it. That would make you so cynical about love and love at first sight. Here's the thing. I think, I mean, it happened for Kara. That's my Yeah, you think that was love at first sight. Her brain was firing. And also, probably for him, when you know to be ashamed of something, like he ran away, like as Kara would would have said, uh, like a little bitch, (laughs) then he knows he has something to be ashamed of. Right. And those are the things he did and the emotions he felt. Right? Yeah. Both their brains were firing. Yeah, they were both in love in a way, and he shouldn't have been. In the way that Helen, shout out, describes it. <laughs> no. Sorry. Uh, we're going to meet her one day. I, ha- I We must. We must have her on the pod. Um, That's a great story. and We want to hear more, guys, so send them to us. Yeah, I appreciate Kara's ability to open up, 
Yes, thank you. And be vulnerable in that story. And, uh, you know, if you submit, like I think Molly said earlier, you can be anonymous. So just we want to hear it. You you don't have to be, um, but you can just so that we get the the real love stories that you guys have or stories of heartbreak or whatever it is. Maybe your grandparents were the cutest couple oh in the gosh, world. Yes, I love old people stories. A little old people meet cute. Yes. Like we started please. with. Yeah. <laughs> in the news. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's how we close it out. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And we're so excited to talk about love again next week. I I am truly very, very excited about this podcast and really um, just grateful for everyone that's listening. Yes, me too. Uh, Don't sure forget, to, donate to Water Drop LA. Yeah, or Love Drop, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, be sure to follow us everywhere and subscribe. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks, babe. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Love you forever, forever babe. <laughs> oh, no. The sources we use for today's episode are a YouTube video called The Science Behind Love at First Sight from Seeker, an article titled What Does Love Do to Our Brains on MedicalNewsToday.com by Maria Kohut, Ph.D., an article titled Why is Oxytocin Known as the Love Hormone and 11 Other Frequently Asked Questions on Healthline.com by Adrian Santos Longhurst, an article entitled The Science of Love and Attachment, PsychologyToday.com by Melanie Greenberg, Ph.D., Love in 0.2 Seconds on Nature.com by Nassim S., a YouTube video video entitled Two-Minute Neuroscience, Functional Magnetic Resonance Imaging, fMRI, from Neuroscientifically Challenged, an article titled How Many Seconds to a First Impression on PsychologicalScience.org by Eric Wargo. We also use People.com and Reuters.com, as well as Washington Post article entitled Love at First Sight May Have a Biological Basis by Laura Schwartz. No, Schwetzerl. I have to start over. No, you don't. <laughs> Scientists explain love at first sight by Teodora Zavera on BigThink.com. An article called Over Half of Americans Believe in Love at First Sight by Darren Carlson on Gallup.com. Love at First Sight, an interview with Helen Fisher. <laughs> Shout out. Woo. Found on Aprendemos juntos. juntos YouTube page. <laughs> Is love at first sight even real? Experts say probably not by Candice Jalili for Cosmopolitan. And what kind of love? is Love at First Sight, an empirical study by Florian Zock, Matthias Hawk, Cornelia Y. DeWitt, and Dick P.H. Barold. Thank you to all our sources for being smarter than us, and to Corey Webster for creating our intro song, and Pearl Botts for singing beautifully on it.